welcome to today's podcast. Look at us. Oh my goodness. It sounds a lot different, Dad. Well, I'm going to welcome you in real quick because obviously I think people at home can hear a difference in the way this sounds. So we're in episode number 37, but just the excitement of new equipment. Dad, welcome aboard. Wow. It really sounds awesome. Like it's a little bit more professional. Yeah. So now we need to do that ourselves. <laughs> I know, right? I think at some point we have to just be more. The equipment more. is up thanks to you and ordering and getting it here. So um, it, it's it's something new for us. And it's kind of nervous to kind of uh, deal with this. But nevertheless, we just need to, you know, get on to you. There you go. There you go. I think it's it's really good. And so, yeah, there's a, a difference in audio just because we were able to... Um, uh, purchased a new podcast system, the Roadcaster, along with some sure microphones, and it's, it's one of those things where uh, it's important for I guess people to know because, it, like me, when I started to be to learn about podcasting, and then when I started to learn about, um, you know, just the, the things that you can do with podcasting, one of the first things was okay, so what are you using? What type of equipment you're using? And I know when we we're doing with we a switch podcast, you know, earlier, that was always the question for me. Like, okay, what are you using? What can we, you know? Uh, get from here so that we can enhance our podcast and so now we're here you know we're, we're into into the next phase and I, hopefully next week will be another phase that we'll tap into but you know it's one of those things where you can see the growth of the podcast and so i think it's just a really awesome way to, to begin just one acknowledging this new awesome toys that we have uh just these these things that enhance our our podcast and two just helping the the listeners the audience know that hey we're making strides with the podcast we're, we're learning how to make it grow and and again it's all for the betterment of the audience and so we hope that it sounds better um because again back in you know before this we were using one mic and we were like okay test it again no test it again we had to move the little mic that we had and so it is a big jump for us and it's a it's an opportunity for us to just you know uh be grateful for this moment and for these things that we have um and, and we want to use this to be able to continue to enhance the podcast that we have, the Delia Dad podcast. Um, and so, yeah, just a huge thank you to you and just for being able to help us get to this point. And it's awesome. Well, we had to invest into uh, the positiveness of it. And like you said, it's basically for the listener. And we want to try our best uh, to offer a better quality. And uh, after doing the research and, and Beto taking care of that area and um, receiving the uh, income tax return. <laughs> we went ahead and uh, make a decision on it. And here it is. Here we are. And I'm hoping that this podcast may be something of a better quality when it comes to the listener. And uh, of course, we will continue with the same heartbeat, with the same spirit that uh, we're trying to do with Ilya Dad. And again, why I thank you all, the listeners, for your faithfulness and also for the willing to listen. Um, I think that, uh, to me, that, that that's a, a huge payback. And I'm hoping that once you, you know, listen, we share, we are able to connect, uh, better things start happening in all of our lives. No, definitely. And I think it's one thing that we're really excited about, just to be able to continue this journey 37 episodes in. You know, we're, we're inching closer to the year. Um, and it's just one of those things where you look back and like, man, 37 episodes already. And that is more than any album. That is more than, you know, um, things of that, you're, that you listen to back to back to back. 
And I think we, we just come to the point where, okay, now we have a library of episodes that we can just go back and toggle, toggle back on t- and really t- see how far we've come. And I think that's really the excitement to be able to um, know that there's already a chunk of, of information, of, of testimony, of witness that we've been able to share. Uh, same thing with guests that we've had, which we're going to bring back so, uh, soon. And it's just, man, it's an exciting time. That's right. And, and of course, um, this is an ongoing thing. It's uh, like they say in school, it's, uh, with the campus improvement plan, it is a living document. It breathes. Well, mm-hmm. it's the same here. Uh, we're trying to, again, provide something that is very tangible, something that is very common to us, something that you know, makes a difference in our world with things that, como dicen en español, en una vida cotidiana. That means, you know, very tangible what's happening on a day in and day out. So, no, well, so we can jump right into the podcast now in episode number 37. And it's a Lunes de Apa segment, which um, it's always one that kind of, you know, hits home just because oh, this, is, this, is your, this is your day. This is a Lunes de Apa. Lunes de Apa. And, and sure enough, um, there's three things that we'd like to visit on. And, and the first one that I want to start off with is because of what, what happened yesterday. This particular Monday follows after the Ascension Sunday. And we are reminded uh, in Ascension Sunday about um, call to a mission. We're all called to a mission. We're all called to do something. And, and yes, you know, this particular reading is very powerful because we. I've always looked into... Uh, like everybody is hooked on, on the people remaining uh, here on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the apostles. Yeah. And um, they were doing the the common thing. They were doing the, the human thing. And, you know, like when you let go of balloons, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when you let go of the balloons that had a lot of helium and you're, you're looking at it and you're looking at it until you finally... You try to to see it, but it, it just it's no longer visible. Yeah, you know. But we're we're there looking up up to the sky, and and I, and I think this is a scenario that the apostles had, and they're freaking out because you know obviously the Lord just started to, you know, go up. Yeah. And then it says that uh, a cloud took him up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's that's very impressive to see, to witness, and, and to be able to get a grasp of what you're looking at. And yeah, throughout my many years, my 60 years uh, of pretty much living life and, 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 and within this time, having the understanding of this particular um, gospel scripture. But, but my thing is, what I have discovered about uh, on Jesus' side, mm-hmm. okay, um, because yes, even the guys were scolded, like, well, you know, Man of Galilee, what are you standing up and looking up there? Yeah, you, you know. No, what's wrong with you? Exactly. And, and, of course, the revelation of that, just the way Jesus is has been taken up or has gone up, okay, um, the same way he will come back. Yeah. That we're going to be able to witness that. And and it's great and dandy. It, it, again, it, it's always, it, it harps on that. But to understand that his mission on going up to heaven 
he went over to complete and seal everything up. Yeah. Because when he goes into heaven, he goes to a very unique place, first of all, to where, again, he he goes in a glorified body. Yeah. Okay? He doesn't go in his spirit. He goes in a glorified body. That's why the apostles, you know, and the people there who witnessed him going up, they were able to see him. Mm-hmm. There's no ghost. There's no spirit. Glorified body. And... It's wonderful to understand that because, you know, think about it. If we see a helium balloon go up and we stop seeing it, it's because the eye no longer has the power to see that and capture that vision, that object. Well, with Jesus, it's something similar, but nevertheless, that helium balloon at one point will start coming down and it will land wherever it may land. Okay. However, Jesus, he landed at the right hand of the Father. But before he went to that, to take his place, mm-hmm. we are reminded that Jesus comes and gives proof of his sacrifice, of his ultimate sacrifice. What he did in the Last Supper and explained to him and poured his heart out. And, and, and in there on, on the Last Supper, uh, my body, my blood. He does that. And then he carries that from the Last Supper onto Calvary. And again, pours out now literally his blood, his life. Gives it totally in obedience to the Father because of love. Because he wants us to have an opportunity to go to heaven. Yeah. And here, when it is time for him in the ascension to go up, he goes over to actually complete these two main events in, in the Christian life, in, in Jesus' life that we identify ourselves the Last Supper, Holy Thursday, and Good Friday with the actual Calvary experience. Yet, he comes to a point after the ascension, as he goes up into heaven, he comes to a point says, I offer all of it I complete it okay and, and it's the beauty to understand that that is the ultimate that is the ultimate sacrifice now sealing the whole thing because now it is there as a huge re, re, uh, redemption to be able to say that for all ages I don't have to come back and do it again next year <laughs> okay yeah. so now I finally understood how the priest in persona, mm-hmm. you know, how that is connected because if that ascension wouldn't take place, if he would have done that to clarify and offer to his father, dad, father, I did it. Yeah. And I did it out of love, in obedience to you, mm-hmm. because I too love the ones that you have given me. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he even told us. Right, and continues to tell us. But as he goes into heaven and before he sits at the right hand of the Father, this comes together. So that's why when we go to Mass, oh man, it's part of that Last Supper, it's part of that Calvary. But now, it's truly now because of the Assumption, Ascension, okay, because of the Ascension, it is there that God actually 
completes it. Yeah. You know, and he makes it good for all time. Yeah, that, I think that's the interesting thing that he's not he doesn't have to do this again. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. You know, it, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I think like like myself for doing you know for not having to do this again because you know just like that is a once and for all sacrifice. Even us today, that's why Jesus can actually do those things because he one he is God and two because of the merit that we receive because of his the, the Paschal mystery, right? The you know the the suffering, the death, the resurrection, and then the ascension that is included, the ascension into heaven. And I love how yesterday I was actually in, in mass. I went to both masses, right? And a Spanish one and an English one. It's so interesting how you get a, a particular perception when you go to a Spanish mass, and then you get a different perception when you go to you know it just hits differently. Um, but one of the things that I remember. Uh, clearly is that Father James he was talking about how the moment he gets to heaven with his glorified body like you mentioned before also that is the first time he re-enters heaven with our humanity and so we were like redeemed in that moment in the sense of now we have hope now we get to do that one day and Mary is proof of that I know you mentioned the assumption so he's so sometimes different difficult to to get those confused but it's just really awesome to know that jesus was able to complete his mission fulfill his mission as a human being to take it on our nature right but also to be able to give it back in the sense of to love us until the end even to to death on the cross to the point where now he's able to with his glorified body with his wounds with his pure side with everything that he endured he now sits at the right hand of the father and really reminds us this is going to be you this can be you if you keep my commandments if you love one another the way i love you right and if you do all these things then heaven awaits he goes to prepare a place for us and that's the excitement to know that one day i actually get to go up there now of course and immediately it'll be our souls but we we believe that in the resurrection of the body that one day our bodies are going to be united back with our souls and depending on where you are and we pray that we are all in heaven we yes. get to enjoy i know because i can't remember who i heard uh i have to be a priest i'm sure he said well heaven is one thing to enjoy with your souls imagine with your bodies how much more it's going to be enjoyable and then he said so is hell <laughs> so it's so imagine when you get your body back you know and so it's just this constant reminder how again jesus through his ascension through everything he went through in the past ministry that now he is indeed at the right hand of the father which we profess week in and week out in the nicene creed right you know he is seated at the right hand of the father um and how he is constantly interceding for us so that we may also be with him in the next just like you know um as the baltimore catechism would say like you know who made me god made me why did god made me you know to love him serve him and love him in this life so we can be with him in the next and right. that is the goal to be with him in the next and i it's a, it's a constant message that i tell my students like listen you can do a lot of great things here on earth but at the end of the day like at the end of the day nothing will matter more unless you can make it to heaven and, and it's like um something that that is that i've been reminded of you know yesterday i i too went to two masses um we had the first uh, well we had the sacrament of the holy eucharist um their first holy communion for all the children and young people from St. Joseph Catholic Church here in Laredo. And and, and Father uh, Janusz Glabinski, Dr. Father Janusz Glabinski, um, in his homily, there was a part that he says, and, 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 um, and, 
in Germany with with the uh, boys and girls and, and, and young people and, and parents, families that were present. He says, just as we bring in the, our offering of bread and wine, it is now given to us back in the body and blood of Christ. And that giving forth and receiving more of what we gave in, um, I think that the ascension is key to what you just explained about that opportunity that is given to us to be able to enjoy heaven, you know, uh, in our spirit and, and, and when it comes to, to that time uh, with our glorified bodies. Yeah. But again, I, I, I try to imagine with what's going on with your mom, because I believe, okay, I believe, I, I don't care if I know or not, I believe that she's in heaven. And, and and based on the things that God has been able to share with us in, in, in loving ways, it is true that, you know, it, it's it's beautiful, it, it's wonderful, it, it's the, the power of love is there. And in this belief that she is enjoying God's presence, it's, it gives me joy. It gives me fulfillment. And just the way I would say in my different presentations and even throughout my life, you know, Raquel is mi todo y más. You know, she is my everything and more. And another thing that I would constantly say is that she completes me. Me completa. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just as I have that experience and that you know, reality and, and sharing this to, to, to people, well, now understanding my belief that she's in heaven There is a fulfillment and, and that it kind of takes care of the echo part, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, el huequito que queda porque physically she's no longer here. Yeah. The love is complete and, and the joy is complete as well. Definitely. So the ascension um, that we had yesterday in this beautiful celebration, it is that mission of ours to continue and strive to get to heaven. Yeah. And even in, in our own, you know, uh, poor ways of how we are, we need to continue always in that struggle to become better mm -hmm. and to offer God's love in what we do, in what we say, in what we think. Yeah. And, 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 and to be able to ourselves have this tremendous joy complete is when that little People call it insanity, but it's called really sainthood. Yeah. To be able to enjoy the love of God in me. Yeah. Because that's why it's all about. And he said, you know, and Jesus made it really clear that I come so that they may have joy and they may have it in abundance, that they may have it in full, that their joy may be complete in me. And it's interesting how that that is exactly why he came in the first place. And then we're, we're often reminded that, um, again, one of the reasons that we, no, the reason that we exist is to become a saint. Our very purpose, our very vocation is to be a saint. That's our mission. Exactly, that's our mission. That is exactly our mission, to be a saint, right? Anything else doesn't matter, right? And so he was, you know, just understanding this, sainthood is the full bloom of the human personality. Sainthood is a full balloon. It's a full experience of what it means to be human. 
Yeah, but I think that most, most, in most cases, what happens is that, you know, in our Catholic Church, we are taught about the importance of sainthood, and basically we are geared more towards the experience and the people who have been given the title because um, the way the church recognizes you know, the people who have totally dedicated their lives with a whole bunch of struggles and what have you. But the church recognizes this one individual and, and gives the title of sainthood, you know, the mm -hmm. saint. And many times we, we actually um, don't get it, okay? Uh, what we normally do is we kind of create a little altar and put them up there. Yeah. You know? And, and that's how we envision it. And then because we've done that, it's too far. It's too high. No puedo. No puedo. You know? Not me, Lord. Okay? So I, I think that we we ought to look closely into the love of God that is in us. Yeah. Okay? Because it is there where he's been trying to say... I've been with you all this time. And he promises that. You know, he, he promises how he will be with us and how he is actually with us. And, you know, one of the things that is, I guess it's so cool to just be Catholic is that we can actually see it. Yeah. We can feel it. We can taste it. You know, how St. Mother Teresa says, when you look at the crucifix, you see how much God loves you then. But when you look at the Eucharist, you see how much God loves you now. And it's just, it, they're intertwined. They're one and the same sacrifice, you know, as I learned from Dr. Scott Hahn. They're one and the same, you know, because Christ paid a debt that he, that he didn't owe because we owed a debt that we couldn't pay. And so through this one sacrifice, this once, once and for all sacrifice, it begins in the upper room and then it ends at Calvary. They're one and the same sacrifice. The moment he offers himself up in the Last Supper, that's when it begins that's when he's freely and he says this before you know the events of, of, of the Last Supper that he lays he lays down his life he offers it up he has the power to take it down and bring it back up no one takes his life from him he lays it down and he demonstrates it you know in the Eucharist in the Last Supper when he literally gives himself St. Augustine says he essentially held himself in his hands you know as he gave the Eucharist for the first time to his apostles, in which a year prior, they heard this whole bread of life discourse that he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I'll raise him on the last day. And the whole spiel, you know, you think it's not important, just look at John chapter six, but it's just this reality that he was preparing us for this moment, that when he ascends to the Father, he gave us this church and he gave us the opportunity for us to actually, all right, do you truly believe then look at the Eucharist do you truly believe blessed are those who don't see me and believe as you know Thomas doubted you know in, in that post-resurrection scene yet we are constantly challenged but we're also constantly invited to be able to have that belief in the Eucharist in the true presence knowing that Christ is actually with us here and now by all means and, and of course um, with this yesterday um it just woke up a lot of uh, things that, you know, we're, we're looking at it only on one way. And sometimes we are asked to, you know, what are you looking up there? Yeah. What are you doing? You know, put yourself into action. And uh, it, it was very rewarding to fulfill that yesterday. And it, it's, it's amazing how it all came together. And it's good. And I think it's, I love how I, and this is my thing. 
it's so good that the church has seasons. It's so good that the church, that the church has feast days. To help us understand, okay, where are we at in the year? Okay, where should our hearts be? And I love that the church has these different feasts, like the Feast of the Ascension. You know, we're going to have Pentecost Sunday this coming week. And it's just, man, it's just the excitement that there's party after party after party. You know, the church loves to party. But this idea, this reality rather, that our hearts are made for seasons. And in this particular season, we're supposed to be joyful and jubilant. And we're supposed to be, you know, recognizing that we get to receive the Holy Spirit. We get to, we receive the Holy Spirit through confirmation, through our baptism. But then at the same time, this reality, because we forget. We forget sometimes that we have the Holy Spirit within us. We forget sometimes that the Eucharist is truly Jesus. We forget sometimes that heaven awaits. We forget sometimes that one day we want to go to heaven. That Jesus invites us to that heavenly mission. That we get to be with him, body and soul in heaven. Again, we're constantly reminded of these things. And yet, so easily, we tend to forget. Indeed, indeed. And, and that's very normal of us. And, and um, as, as a reminder, you know, yesterday also was the World Day of Social Communication. And uh, we were reminded to the, the second collection that we had in church was to remind ourselves that uh, like here in the diocese, you know, KHOI and, and, and Afe magazine. But then I said to myself, hey, Julia, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Julia, dad. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking from, from <laughs> that collection. But um, it is the form of communicating to our society. Yeah. It is a way to evangelize. It is a, an opportunity to bring God to your heart through your ears through the senses of who we are and many times using the experience of family itself or faith itself okay lunes de apa it's a heartbeat okay lunes de apa it's a heartbeat because as as a dad we're trying to always do our very best for the family mm -hmm. and we have different roles yeah we have the role as a husband we have the role as as the father, we have the role of grandfather. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, we also have the role of father-in-law. Yeah. Okay? So we have different roles, and and in each one, we are to evangelize. You know, we, we are to bring in the good news, give it up. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's an opportunity. You know, and I would just wanted to interject this. Uh, during the podcast, saying, "Hey, we too." Yeah, you know? no, and Praise it's God, and it's and it's, it's weird because I didn't even think about it till now. But it's true. Like we, this is what we do. We're communicating these things to any audience that listens, and it could be any any from any. Obviously, we see how people from all over the world get to listen, and we get to see um, who is listening. Um, I wish we had names. I know, but I wish <laughs> I know. It's it's just really so cool. It's really awesome to know that people get to tap into our podcast, and we can we can connect with them in a particular level. Yes. And we have gotten feedback. We have gotten feedback on how um, this particular podcast has helped them or it has uh, changed their view on something or whatever the case is. But the awesome thing is that we get to simply provide these things. Not so much as like, hey, we know it all. This is what we're doing. No, no, no. Rather, this, this is our experience. And so we're just sharing our experience with you. Yes. In the hopes that if we make mistakes, you won't make the same mistakes. Or we... Uh, had a joyful moment you may also experience a, jo a joyful moment and so that's kind of the goal well it's something similar to what uh, we experienced this afternoon you know thanks to you and and me santos out there from this sacrament school 
I got invited to do uh, the keynote speaker for the, um, the National Junior Honor Society uh, ceremony that we had to induct all these wonderful young people. And parents were there. And um, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. I, I've done this, uh, like I shared there, with uh, other middle schools and other elementary schools uh, within LISD. But there's a moment that I shared with them that we had to somehow focus on the learning and growing. Yeah. And it's something we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that um, as young people are, are being given the opportunity to invest themselves into something of uh, honorable mention and and have, for example, these five pillars that are involved in the National Honor Society, um, it, it is important for us to also see that those apply into our own faith as well. Yeah. And we, we talked about, you know, Jesus in the ascension, and then we're waiting for uh, the Holy Spirit. It is that tag team. Yeah. It, yeah, it is yeah. that wonderful experience of being able to see it that way. And, and now we await the Spirit of God to renew and strengthen us mm-hmm. and give us all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. And we can really go into the big on that. Yeah, we can probably. But, yeah, you know, but yeah. I, I want to continue with what we, we started. And, and, and I want to take us back to the second reading from yesterday. Okay. And, and just basically two different verses. And and, and I want to focus right now on on, um, uh, on the first of John chapter 4, verse 15. It reads what? Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. Okay, read it again. Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. So what I did is, okay, acknowledges. And I put out a couple of um, description there. Uh, that's what the dictionary tells you about acknowledges. What's the first thing that it says, Roberto? So to acknowledge is to accept or admit the existence or truth of. Which means? Really, words. really to accept the truth. Yeah. Who is that truth? Christ is that truth. That's what I get out of it. Right. And what's the second description there? So the second one is to recognize the fact or importance or quality of. So recognizing goes beyond um, a mere uh, simple affirmation. It's to recognize in the mind and the heart that this fact, this reality, that Jesus is the Son of God, once you do this, then God remains in you and you in Him. Because you will be able to see yourself there. Yeah. And the beauty is... You're in the equation. How? how yeah. And, 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 and to understand that, how can God be in me? Well, it's because you are in God. He has brought you in. Mm-hmm. You know, there. Back in the past, we used to hear a lot that pray to God when you're lacking something. And, and how you know, I would say to myself, how dare I ask God that I have this little, you know, open space. I have this little available space. Can you come and fill it up? Yeah. Like if that's gonna be enough. Mm-hmm. No, no. We must emerge in Him. Yeah. I wouldn't want God to come into my little cell here. Yeah, because I, it's, it's just, it's, I'm very limited, whereas he is unlimited. Exactly. You know? And, and when I would uh, turn it around and, and share that with our young people, they would say, 
well, we're better off being in Him. Well, yeah, and how do you do that? You mentioned right now through the Eucharist. Yeah. That's, that's the best way. And because, oh, you know what's weird? You know, not weird, but you know what's really just, it's just so fitting. God even, Jesus in, in, in John chapter 6, He says these words, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in Him. St. John recognizes this. Yes. And he acknowledges, again, acknowledges to accept, admit the existence or truth of, and to recognize the fact or the importance or the quality of. That means you're acknowledging, you're accepting, you are admitting, you are recognizing, you are giving it its importance. Therefore, in the famous words of, again, Dr. Scott Hahn, he said what he said and he meant what he, what he meant. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> but then, you know, just this afternoon, uh, when I was introducing things about you, you know, I, I said this this phrase, okay? De que ese es mijo, okay? Yeah. Tú eres mijo, okay? You are my son. Mm-hmm. And if I, as a dad, como papá, okay? Como padre de familia, me siento muy orgulloso de mi hijo, de mi hija, if I as a dad feel such pride and joy a complete love an unconditional love of my son of my daughter of our children imagine how much God the Father loves me and all of us and we see it and even within the church the way you're saying that there's different seasons to it that's the example of it Mm -hmm. but this, you are my son, reminds me of the Lion King. Oh, super awesome moment in the Lion King. Super, super awesome. And there's a lot of people that this is one of their favorite you know, scenes in, in, in the Lion King. And what I've done is uh, I, I ran a little description of it. And I know that you know it by heart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Favorite scene. So I'm going to have you just talk about what happened. And I just, you know, replay the scene. Okay. Starting with our good friend Rafiki. Oh man, this guy is the best. <laughs> so, you remember the scene where Simba is, you know, trying, discerning, like, oh, I cannot go back, you know, she's wrong, whatever. And then Rafiki shows up, he's like, right? He's just, oh man, it's so good. So, eventually, he says, you know, Rafiki told Simba, you don't even know who you are. And Simba's like, oh, I suppose you know. He's like, yeah, totally know. And you are Mufasa's boy. They recognize the father in him. You know, oh my God, it's so good. So then, okay, so we're gonna fast forward here because I'm really getting really excited here. So the kid in me comes out sometimes. Um, sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it says here, and we're gonna start where um, he's like, okay, bye, and then he runs off, and then Simba's like trying to chase him, chase him and whatnot, and they're going to the jungle. The, the music is intense, like, and it's going crazy, whatever. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> stop, and it gets quiet. And Rafiki says, look down there. You know, because again, he he reminded Simba that his father wasn't dead, right? And Simba says, Simba goes out and he looks at the water in which his reflection comes out. He says, that's not my father, that's, that's my reflection. And they're freaky. No, no, look harder. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it, you know? Yeah. Look harder. You see, and then, and then as, as the the scene shifts towards the water, Simba's looking at his reflection, but then it turns into his father. And then Rafiki says these words, you see, he lives in you. Ah, 
man. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a big storm come in and you hear the famous, you know, Zemba, you know? Ah, man, so good. So, Simba, and he goes, Father. And then Mufasa says, Simba, you have forgotten me. It's my here. You 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 do Mufasa and I'll I'll, I'll do Simba. <laughs> That's a lot better, huh? Here we go. Go ahead. So from the we're gonna take it from the top. So boom, you have thunderstorms going crazy, lightning. He looks up, the wind is going, and all of a sudden, the voice is heard. Simba, father. Simba, you have forgotten me. No, how could I? You have forgotten who you are. So, you have forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. You must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son. And the only true king. Remember who you are. No, please don't leave me. Remember. Father. Remember. Don't leave me. Remember. Oh, man. This is so good. I, like, this is like a little applause here. Yeah, Woo! there you go. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So. I messed it up. That's okay. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, I was like, I love, I love that though. It's so, it emphasizes the importance. Like, the one true king. Oh, man. So, I, you know, growing up, you don't catch these things. You're a kid, you know. But then it, uh, slowly, the more you, you start to go back and, and re-watch these videos that you, at least in my case, that I, lo- I love watching The Lion King, especially when, like, the hyena would come on and come laughing. We would replay <laughs> that episode, that little portion, like, ten times, just so I can hear the, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man, it was the best. But then going back and actually reading the dialogue, you know, since we knew every line, we just didn't know what it meant. And then experiencing this in faith, oh, it, it sounds so, you know, so the Father and Jesus. You know, although, you know, Jesus, you know, wouldn't have uh, that doubt, but he can relate to Simba in that moment of the agony where technically I don't want to do this, but if this is what you want, Father, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Is there another way? Is there another way? Yeah, let this cup pass from me. So that um, you have forgotten, okay? And you mentioned this earlier that we ourselves forget, forget. But um, here, one of the things I want to take a note at is that Rafiki said, look twice. Mm -hmm. Mentioned the word look twice. And then uh, Mufasa said it once so in this little uh, segment the word look is mentioned three times oh i see gotcha. do you get it yes it's mentioned three times mm-hmm. yeah okay that's so good all right yeah, yeah, yeah so rafiki says it twice so we have the the beautiful combination and, and love between the father and the son mm-hmm. he was trying to have the son see the father and the father to have the son see him mm-hmm. and there's that look yeah 
Okay, that's the look that we need to look for. Okay, to be able to, for our, ourselves, if we forget, look. And it says, you know, um, look harder. <laughs> yeah. Right. And sometimes we need to really look harder yeah. on what we're doing and what we're saying and what we're thinking, because we may know stuff, but it's what you believe. Yet, when it comes to Mufasa, I mean, I just share between uh, the two looks of Rafiki with the father and the son. And in Mufasa, okay, we have Mufasa saying, look inside yourself, Simba. The Holy Spirit helps us do that. It definitely does. It, 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 man, it definitely does. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the one that is going to wake up and... and I no longer have forgotten. Now I remember. Yeah, definitely. And in this episode, the word remember is mentioned five times. Yeah. Okay. So for us, um, this connection that we're trying to do with what happened yesterday uh, and we're now the Monday after Ascension Sunday, it's an opportunity for us to really see that God in us yeah. and how we can no longer forget but remember you know, who loves me who created me mm-hmm. and, and who has done all of these things for me yeah. and, and on, on that note we continue with the second um, verse that is there um, verse 16 it says here we have come to know and believe in the love God has for us Two things. No. And what's the definition that I put there for no? So no is to be aware through observation, inquiry, or informa- information. And have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them. Be familiar or friendly with. So that's to know. Yeah. Okay. And when we know, um, we even tend to want to think like them. Or think for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a relationship that we have with, with when we know. But it's different when we believe. So what's the fin- definition there for believe? So believe is to accept something as true. Feel sure of the truth of. And hold something as an opinion, think, or suppose. So now the believe... There's two different things between know and believe. And that is what this particular opening on the verse, okay, help us to understand. Now, the verse finishes like this. God is love. And whoever remains in love remains in God. And God in him. That's the source. That's the source. God is love. God is love. And St. John knew this extremely well. Again, St. John is one who not only knew the heart of Jesus those three years that he was with him, but also knew the heart of the mother of Jesus by the years he spent with her afterward. Because again, at the cross, Jesus tells St. John, behold your mother. And of course, St. John is representing all of us, right? Therefore, Jesus gives Mary to us as our mother. And she looks at Mary, she says, woman, behold your son. And so... In that moment, John takes her into his own home, right? Because again, Jesus does not have siblings. And so John knows 
really well Mary's heart of all the years that she's he spent with her taking care of her and how and that's my, man this is my thing so I just wonder how many stories Mary told John about little Jesus or teenage Jesus or just things that were that helped St. John develop his writings from his gospel to the, the letters that he has later in the New Testament. I remember, I can't remember which movie it was, but there's a scene where, you know, John is the last apostle, okay, to, to go to heaven. And it's so emotional, that particular scene, because John is there. Remember that John is the baby of the group. He's the young person, okay? He's the young person. He's a teenager of the group. Yet on that scene, you know, after so many years, it's finally John's time. And Jesus comes for him. And his eyes get watery and says, Lord, I've been waiting for you. What a beautiful death. Very beautiful. Okay. Being able to have the opportunity to wait for the Lord that way and to see the Lord. Mm-hmm. So... Those, like I told our kids that when we had the retreat on Saturday for the um, the group that received the communion yesterday, Holy Communion yesterday, I told them to, in, in the sense of going to confession, those that have a clean, a pure heart can see Jesus. And here is evident with, with John, his very last moments when, he, when the Lord came for him. Mm-hmm. He says, Lord, I've been waiting for you. And being able to have that death where he welcomes the Lord and the Lord welcomes him. What a beautiful expression of love. God is love. And we have to remember that. Because I think sometimes, like you mentioned, every single time we go to Brigani Lads, we don't know what love is. We use it, you know, awfully, I think, in these days. You know, it's used in so many songs, really, in a way that it shouldn't be used, you know. Um, and so... To know that that love is a response, but then also this ultimate reality, the ultimate source, that God is love. So I'm hoping that this particular podcast has helped us to remember who we are. I'm hoping that this podcast will help us um, not forget as often. And and by all means, um, let's celebrate God in our lives. Let's you know wake up and answer the call to our mission and do it in the best way possible. And uh, we try different ways, different techniques and methods today. But in the reality is that love is so powerful because God is so powerful. Where nothing is impossible for God. Definitely. And I think it's a good way to just wrap up this super awesome podcast that I'm glad we have these new things to really portray the message a lot more clear. <laughs> it's so good. But, man, this is just, what a joy, what a gift to be able to recognize, to acknowledge, to know, and to believe in the one whom the Father sent, who bled and died for us, rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven, and who is seated at the right hand of the Father. This is the same God that we receive in the Eucharist and the same God who is love. And so what a gift, what a joy to be able to receive that love. And my invitation to you is love awaits for you 
He's waiting in the tabernacle of every single Catholic church. He's waiting for you in every single mass. Yes. It's up to us to go back to love. Remember who you are and go back to love himself who awaits in the Eucharist. Stop for